Welcome to episode 72 of The Gamer Node Show. My name is Eddie Inzotto, your host and editor-in-chief of GamerNode.com, and I'm here once again with Bianca Figueroa Santana. What's up? Not much. What's up with you? <laughs> Not a whole lot. I'm feeling trapped. Oh, are you? Me too. We've got to escape. So there are a lot of escape room games on the market now, um, and we're talking about board game versions of the escape room experience, but what's what's an escape room? An escape room is when you go to a venue of some sort where there are rooms that lock, and you get locked in, and you choose a scenario. So the most recent we did, recent one we did was the Professor of the Occult, for example, and you're locked in a room, and you have to figure out clues and go through everything in the room, such as, for example, books or maps or just random objects, and figure out a riddle or puzzle so that you can get a key or a code to unlock the room and escape. And if you don't unlock the room within 60 minutes, you're theoretically trapped inside and you die. Or like a bomb goes off or... Yeah. Or what, what was the other one? Someone finds out about you or the ritual is... Too, you're too late to stop the ritual or, or Something whatever. Something catastrophic. Yeah, so there's, there's, I guess this, this kind of feeds into what we wanted to talk about, about these real venue-based escape rooms, which are basically available in just about every big to medium, even small cities uh, around the country for like 25 to $30 a person. Um, why, why do we like them? I think there's... You know, it's very fun being in this situation where it's sort of like a terrible movie that you're trying to escape. <laughs> and it's really mentally engaging to be able to figure out puzzles and to have to put all the puzzle pieces together. That's what I like the most, is you don't always know how different objects or clues relate. And uh, there's definitely a huge sense of urgency and it strikes fear into your heart as yeah. your clock starts ticking down. That's, that's the thing that I really like about it, I think, is, is you know, you have that clock t ticking down. You're, you're physically trapped inside. You, I mean, you're never really trapped because you can always be like, okay, we're done. We want to leave. Um, but <laughs> you don't do that, obviously. But, but the idea is you're, you're trying really hard. Because you know you only have so much time and you, you got to get out. So that, that feels really good. And also the fact that you're, you're in a physical space and you have to like search high and low to find all the different elements of the various and numerous puzzles and first like figure out what the puzzles even are and then figure out how to solve them. And yeah. I, I think I really like that. That's true. Well, you said you like the physicality of it sometimes. I do like it because sometimes when you're playing games, and not necessarily just escape room games, which is what we're going to talk about momentarily, but you have to sort of suspend your disbelief and really use your imagination to create the scenario and the ambiance that you're going for, whereas this, you are literally in a room that they've decorated, and a lot of these places do a really good job where you mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I'm actually in this haunted library, or I'm actually in this recent one that I did, the escape of... Pedro Escobar, not Pablo Escobar, where you actually feel like you're in the basement of a tequila distillery. And yeah. that's really cool. It's like an immersive experience. <laughs> and and you actually feel like you're in a prison cell behind bars, handcuffed, handcuffed to, the, to wall. the wall, because you are. Yes. 
So yeah, some of them, some of them do really interesting things. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of a lot of different ways to approach puzzles and different ways of thinking. And sometimes you have to work cooperatively with other people because you know maybe they're able to access part of a puzzle that you're not able to access. So you have to talk and things like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so escape rooms are awesome. Um, so board game publishers and and designers have figured, hey. This is a craze that is sweeping the nation. Let's put this in board game form. Let people take it home with them. Um, Might as well start with Escape Room the Game. So this is a really interesting one by Identity Games and Spin Master. And um, it's a a decent-sized box, and it has the Chrono Decoder in it, which is a plastic countdown clock timer with four slots for the numerous plastic keys that it comes with that you're going to have to put four keys in at a time to input the codes that you extract from all the game materials and it has four scenarios in the main box in the the base game one is like a chemistry lab one is a prison break one is a temple another is a, a bomb scare and you're going through various envelopes which are each sealed and you go through part one part two part three and only when you get to a certain point in the the puzzle once you've put in a certain code or number of codes you open the next part of the puzzle and each of these envelopes has various different puzzles components maybe a big map is generally part of each of the scenarios and a variety of other things that you use to put together to solve whatever uh, mystery you're trying to solve. Yes. So how does this sort of recreate the escape room experience? It does a good job of recreating the puzzles that you have in the escape room experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So code breaking, for example, is something that's typically in Escape the Room games. That's another thing that we didn't mention about the Chrono Decoder, is that on this plastic box, essentially there are a number of different code breaking tools that you can use in combination with the materials. So like you might punch out a disc with letters or numbers, and then you have to fit them onto a cipher disk on the side of the chrono decoder and then turn it to make your code. Or they have a Morse code table or a Rosicrucians table, which is uh, basically a grid with dots in it that correspond to letters. It's kind um, of like it reminds me of Braille with little shapes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Each one, yeah, each one is a it's a symbol that equates to a letter. With dots. And then there are the the Polybius squares where you match up, you do like a cross reference of of two of a row and a column to get a letter. And then there's a ruler on on the thing too that you sometimes need because there are maps. And the maps I think are what really make me feel like I'm at least in some sort of space because without the the map that opens up in a big way on the table, I would feel sort of disconnected. So I really like the map, and I think that helps recreate the experience too. Mm-hmm. Anything else that, that really stands out? I will say that the first, well, the first scenario we did, I'm not sure if it's the first that you're supposed to do or if there's a specific order, but the one that we did with the laboratory, mm-hmm. um, 
that one was the most uh, sort of traditionally escape the room because you're actually the entire board so to speak is a room is an illustration of a mm -hmm. room and you're functioning within it um so that one felt the most uh like i said classically escape the room whereas the others um were really more about the clues and solving them and like you said there's a map um but it's not the same as you know being yeah i guess not all the of them are are within the room i think maybe one of the strongest things about Escape Room the game is the the clever way that they've come up with to give you multiple different types of puzzle answers that you can input into the game to move yourself forward. Because, I mean, obviously if it's a board game, there's only so many ways you can actually give information back to the game, and we'll, we'll see more of that in the second game we're looking at today. But... These keys that you put into the Chrono Decoder have eight different ways of providing information to you so that you can arrange them in the proper order to put in these slots. There are various shapes either on the bottom of the key or on the, the top of the key. There's a, a different sort of tooth pattern on the side of the key. There's a Roman numeral on the top. There's a dot that's at a particular location around the edge of the top of the key. Um, there's a letter on the key. There's a, a Arabic number on the key. And uh, there's an arrow of some sort on the key. So there, I don't know if that was all of them. But there are eight different pieces of information on each of these keys that you can use to put in this code in, in all these different ways. And I think that's really clever. And I think that really helps to make it feel like you're not just doing the same thing over and over. I agree. And it makes it challenging. Pretty brilliant. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I wonder if we're actually putting in the same exact combination of keys each time, just with different information telling us which order to put them in. Oh, really? Like, you think so? I don't know. Maybe. It could be that, like, say the code is one, two, three, four, mm -hmm. and then uh, and that's the first code for the first story. Maybe the second story is like square, circle, right. triangle, rectangle, Which but the they're still one, two, one, three, two, four on the keys. It would be interesting to take a look and compare what all the codes are. But um, I mean, we're sort of record, digressing. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm sure they have numerous different pathways programmed into the Chrono Decoder to yeah. give you positive answers. Did you say Chrono Decoder? Chrono Decoder. Okay. I can't yeah. pronounce it correctly for some reason, so I always say Chrono Decoder, but... It sounds, it sounds cooler, I think. Yeah, I'm sure that they have multiple different combinations of codes in like certain pathways to get you from the beginning to the end. And I guess it also has those hint cards uh, where at a, right. every, you know, at certain intervals on the countdown, you're allowed to take a hint card off of this small deck and put it in one of those secret uh, revealers yeah. with a red plastic it's like pretty old school yeah but it's cool i like it yeah and you don't have to use them if you don't want them so it's sort of optional clues which is cool so i don't know if that covers our favorite aspects of of escape room the game i guess our favorite aspects would correspond to what sort of matches them to the thing that we love about the real escape rooms yeah i think the other thing is I mean, this is just something I didn't say, but I think you can really get lost in them in a good mm -hmm. way um, and sort of enter into this alternate reality, which is, I think, hard to replicate. 
because in the real escape rooms, as we've said multiple times, you're in an actual room. So I've been impressed by that. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely say that in Escape Room, the game, there were certain puzzles that took a good amount of effort to work out. And when we did and then solved the puzzle, it was really satisfying. I mean, the most epic one was the bomb one yeah. where we diffused the bomb literally, what was it, nine seconds before we lost yeah, it was it was very close. It was the most exciting. But it was thing. awesome. So do you like this one? I do like this one a lot. I feel like it does mimic the real escape rooms very well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you're sitting at home at your own table. Well, presumably yeah. at home. Um, Plus it comes with four scenarios in the box, which is great. It does. Of course I wish there were more scenarios because once you go through four, you want to do more. We ended up doing at least two back-to-back. Right. Um, there are two expansions in the works. They're listed on their website. And those are the amusement park-themed Welcome to Funland ooh. and the murder mystery-themed Murder Mystery. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those are going to be available hopefully soon i don't know they're not they're not available to purchase now but they're on the website and we don't know what the price point will be on those but we do know that you're going to need the base game for it you need that chrono decoder gotta have the chrono decoder yeah i really like this one also um i think it does a really excellent job at uh recreating the feeling of an escape room it's definitely thumbs up Uh, i don't know are we rating these games yeah, we can. And also one last thing. I think the difficulty is comparable, which is also mm. impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going to rate it, let's rate them at the end because we're going to look at another one. Okay. So we, we've given it a thumbs up so far. Yes, it's good, but we'll move on and we'll compare and we'll give our final verdicts. So the other one that we're looking at today, uh, the other escape room style game is called Unlock! Exclamation <laughs> point. So this one's from Space Cowboys, who've brought you such well-received games as Splendor, Time Stories, Elysium, plenty others. So yeah, Space Cowboys is bringing Unlock to market this year. It should be available now, uh, in March. So Unlock is a different style altogether. It's basically a, a card-based game. Each box will have a deck of cards and these cards will all have a number on the back and you keep them in just a face down stack uh, and you reveal cards as you figure out which ones you've you've earned the right to look at through the game so the first card will generally have your scenario and and basic instructions and maybe a, a map of where you are a very small sort of like diagram that shows numbers on it that indicate which cards you can examine to start. So you'll flip over like the the 10, the 15, and the the 27, and the 31 card. And you'll look at them, and each one will show a detail of the room. So we have only done the demo so far. Not the the tutorial, because that's just like 10 cards, but there's a demo you can download from the Space Cowboys website that is about a third of the game. Each of the scenarios is supposed to be an hour, and this one was about 20... It was like half the game. It was 25 minutes when we hit the thing. But uh, you'll have these cards out, and in our scenario, we looked at like a, a TV and a desk and a air vent and a door, and those were like just close-up shots on the cards, and there would be details on the cards that you would have to connect with other cards 
to figure out where to go next. Did you say that it was a hotel room? Is it a hotel room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way that it works in Unlock is you're generally combining numbers on different cards, and the cards will be of a couple of different types that always match up together. And when you take the numbers from the two cards, you get a third number, and then you'll look for that number in your deck. And if you found that number, you can then flip it over and reveal it and be like, oh, this is the thing in the room that those other two things have revealed. So for example, you might find a key card and a lock card, and you add the numbers together. If it's like 17 on one card and 23 on another card, you'll find the 40 card and flip that over. And it'll show you the open drawer, and it'll say discard cards 17 and 23 that you just used to unlock this drawer. And that's basically how that game works. And there are a couple of other different types of cards where you'll have to figure out a puzzle and add up those numbers to create a number to then add to a different card's number and then pull the resulting sum from the deck. And that's, that's generally the game. There are going to be three scenarios available when it's first released, and that's the, the underground lab... Uh, there's a one with a mad professor threatening to destroy the world, and there's one where we've crash-landed on an island. And finally, it comes with a companion app that you download and put on your phone. Um, this has the countdown timer on there. You can get hints from it based on the card that you're looking at. Uh, you'll enter all of your codes that you'll find through the puzzles on the cards into the companion app, and it'll give you either a positive chime or it'll take away time and say that you got it wrong and those are all just four digit numbers that you enter on a keypad um, and it does a couple other things but that's the general gist of that so yeah that's the general premise of unlock so how does it recreate the escape room experience what aspects of it make you feel like you're actually doing an escape room again there's the basic puzzles and the basic clues um Overall, I didn't think that this did a very good job of recreating the escape room for me. I did not feel as as escapey as I did when I was doing Escape the Room, the game. Mm. I It just felt a little more disjointed, and I really, really liked the mechanic where you have the two different card numbers and you add them together and get another card. I actually thought that was like pretty ingenious. Um but for some reason, it still felt a bit disjointed to me. Uh, I remember we got to the point where we were just at a dead end, but not so much a dead end because we couldn't figure out the puzzle, which is usually the case, but a dead end because we couldn't figure out how the game was working. And I think that that, is, that was the biggest negative for me. Mm, true. It does have the feeling of, unlike in Escape the Room, the game, I feel like this one has a feeling of gathering your puzzle elements and figuring out what the puzzle is before actually doing the puzzle mm -hmm. and doing it gradually. Like you find this little thing and you add it to your accrued elements of the puzzle and see how that works and then get this thing and add that. Whereas Escape the Room has like two or three or three or four dumps of items Right. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. For Unlock, it seems like there's 
um, for lack of a better word, like a conveyor belt that you're on and mm-hmm. you're figuring out where that conveyor belt is going. But for Escape the Room, both the game and real life, it really is a, a free-for-all. It's more exploratory. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to find this clue, and but you're going to find this clue, and we're sort of just going to go through this stuff and try to figure out what's going on. Um, and so in that way, I felt that Unlock was a little bit less... Uh, had less of a sense of really that scrambling, that trying to isolate what are you going to work on because it, it's sort of laid out for you a little mm. bit more. And so, yeah, I guess the different way that the puzzles come out has their <clears throat> positives and negatives mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I do like how in Unlock, this this feels more like, like a real-world thing, is that one card will show like uh, a door, let's say, and then you get the number that's necessary to get through that and the next card shows that same door opened and Mm. like the stuff behind it so i like the progression of details in the room it makes you feel like you're exploring it feels like a a point and click adventure where each of the cards is a screen you know you're looking at one screen you click through and then it takes you to that close-up view of the thing that you want to look at and pay attention to and I like that, yeah. and I think it, it feels good. It feels like you're involved. But I, agree with I also feel like, I feel like uh, we only played the demo, so there's that sort of caveat. I felt like there, there was some more work that could have been done to really tie everything together in a cohesive and clever way, I think. I don't think... I don't think the puzzles were elegant in the demo. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's sort of a paradox because you are, as I said, on a conveyor belt, but at the same time, it doesn't have that elegance of puzzle. Mm-hmm. So you sort of get stuck like, wh- where is this conveyor belt going? Where? Mm-hmm. How do these clues link? And so it's, yeah, it's not as clever. It's not as sharp. It's not yeah. as elegant. So as far as a a verdict or recommendation here, I would give a tentative recommendation to check out Unlock in its final form because from what I saw in the demo, I felt like there's a lot of potential. But I wouldn't wholeheartedly say this is going to be a great game because I still think it has to prove itself in the in the final episodes that they're going to release, which for for their part are going to be pretty inexpensive. I think they're $15 each, oh, which nice. is great. That's part of that reduction of components down to a single deck mm-hmm. of cards that makes it really accessible. And that's especially a good thing for what is essentially a, a throwaway game, like a one-time use experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what do you think? I agree with you. I, I'm not counting this out at all. I would love to try the actual game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think the demo is that much of a turnoff. But like you said, and I, I guess this is just repeating you, but, um, but yeah, I think it has something to prove. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see how it ends up. All right. So as for these two games, Escape Room the Game and Unlock, at this point, if we're going to compare them, I think I'm going to have to recommend that people check out Escape Room the Game before Unlock. Yeah. Because I think from what we played, it is the better overall experience. And it's four scenarios right in the box. Right. So it's like four times the game, and each of those experiences is superior. Yes. And if you're in a, a real-life escape room addict, Escape the Room the Game is definitely going to replicate that mm-hmm. much better. Okay. 
All right, so that's that's those. And actually, we're hoping to get our hands on Exit the Game from Cosmos. Uh, that's another set of escape room games, sort of similar to Unlock. They come out episodically. And uh, these have been released, I think, in German or, or maybe multilingual in Europe. But they're coming to the U.S. market in May of 2017. And those are going to be Exit the Abandoned Cabin, Exit the Pharaoh's Tomb, and Exit the Secret Lab. And each one's going to be a sort of self-contained experience. And I think they're about 15 bucks also. Um, and I'm not sure of the exact details or mechanics of those games, but they are interesting, and I want to, I want to see how they compare for sure. So aside from the Escape Room proper games, a lot of other games, or maybe a few other games, give us that sense of mystery and discovery. Uh, we just recently played Time Stories for the first time. How do you think that compares to these more dedicated and specific escape room style games? It's hard to say because we lost the first mm -hmm. time, which is pretty normal. Yeah. But it has the same feel. The fact that there are cards that you lay next to each other to actually create a panorama of different rooms is very reminiscent of escape rooms, and I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the mystery and putting the pieces of the puzzle together seems very um, is very similar. It has more... It's bizarre because I feel like I want to say it has more complexity and that there's an overlying yeah. narrative. It's and an that, adventure. Yeah, that narr the overlying narrative is a lot stronger. So as opposed to, for example, the escape room that's like... A professor of the Occult is the overlying narrative, but there's no real, there's really no narrative that's continuing throughout the escape room. You're just finding the different pieces of the puzzles, really. Mm -hmm. um, and Time Stories definitely has that overarching narrative that makes it feel um, like there are more layers to the game. Yeah, I think it has the time, the the sort of it ha definitely has the sense of urgency because the sure. time is running down. But I feel like it's less puzzly and more exploratory. Yes, I think that's accurate. Although we were and missing a huge portion of the puzzle, so maybe we would... Got to explore a lot more. Yeah. Um, also, there's combat. And there's, yeah, there's like, interaction with characters. It's just a more complete game that sort of incorporates escape room elements in it. But, I mean, thousands of gamers can't be wrong. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fantastic. The one other thing is it's not limited. In, it, it is limited in time in terms of the game itself. But unlike an escape room where you have an hour, it's going. Yeah. the game time is variable. You're going to play the same game multiple times mm -hmm. if you lose it. So there's that aspect. You could stand up and get a sandwich. Yeah, come back exactly. Without <laughs> the time running out. Exactly. Oh, that's actually one interesting thing to note. You cannot pause escape room the game. You can pause on lock if uh, something comes up. You know, if oh, if you have, like, a normal life, you press pause on the app, and you can stop. Oh, I had no idea. So that's sort of a negative for Escape Room, the game, and a positive for Unlock. Yeah. yeah, although I have to say, I think if I paused it for more than, what, an hour, I would be like, I, I it would be hard to get back into. Right, but if you paused for, like, ten minutes, you just yeah. lost ten minutes of your hour. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, for yeah. escape room, again, it kind of like can can ruin the experience if you have to like answer the door or. I guess what I'm saying is that aspect is not very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you're gonna sit through the whole hour. Anyway, so those are the uh, escape room games and a little bit of time stories, which we can't wait to play more of. I know we're behind the curve on that, but um, we'll 
we'll talk about that as we play it as well. Are we going to wait? Without that? spoiling it. Spoiling <laughs> it. Without spoiling it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess before we sign off on episode 72, we've got to give a, a rating to Escape Room the Game. What do you give it? I give it a solid five. A solid five I'm out of five. I'm just Damn. really impressed because I... Okay, I guess it's not true that I would choose one over the other. Like if I... I would be, they would be equal to me. Like, if I had a choice to do both, I would definitely go to the real escape room. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty close. Like, I feel satisfied after I do escape the room. Um, In a practical sense, because where I live in somewhat nowhere, Massachusetts, there are only two scenarios available for months at a time. And so escape the room definitely does give me the fix that I'm craving um, in the meantime. Okay. Um, Well, I would give escape room the game a four. A strong, hard four, as Bianca would say. Um, It's a lot of fun, for sure. Uh, As for Unlock, my tentative rating is a three. Yeah, I would agree with that. With with potential for... Yeah, that's and we'll see where that goes. And, of course, we're excited to try out Exit. Yes. Anyway, so that's uh, our Escape Room episode, episode 72 of The Gamer Node Show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you check out some real escape rooms sometime in the very near future, because they are awesome. They're, I mean, I'm addicted. They're, yeah, so. they're kind of like a, an addiction. But um, I guess until next time, you go to the escape room, and we'll think up new podcast topics. I'm Eddie Inzotto. I'm Bianca Figueroa Santana. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Thank you.